Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So I had an episode all set and ready to go for today. However, I'm actually bumping that out until tomorrow because just as I've done in the past, it just works better with the narrative. And I want to really explain exactly what happened over the last couple of days and how it ties into that episode. So if you haven't noticed, the market is going absolutely crazy. Crypto is just absolutely going down. It's complete chaos. Some people are excited and they're scooping things up. And some people are just dumbfounded and they're just, you know, having a disastrous time right now because they can't really cope with all the red screens and everything that's going on in the last couple of days. And really, it seems like sheer panic. And to me, it's kind of funny because, again, someone who has really spent a lot of time researching the stock market and finances on that side. So, Seeing all of these crazy numbers, 15% overnight and all sorts of crazy things would cause someone on Wall Street to just lose their mind. However, you know, my buddies that are in the crypto space that have been really trading and doing this stuff, investing for the most part, I don't really have too many trader friends because the trader life is an absolutely stressful lifestyle. However, my uh, closest friend as far as in the crypto space is someone that basically gets into a coin, holds it for the long term. He might put a small amount into certain coins just to uh, play around with. But generally speaking, he parks his money where he believes it's going to grow. And then after it grows a period of time, he does take some profits. But he really is more of an investor holding for the long term of that coin, that project, that company, the direction that they're going in and building in. And that's sort of my NFT approach. However, that trader life is living behind a screen, watching the numbers going up and down. And when 1% goes this way, 3% that way, trying to uh, split the difference to make a small profit and just continuously doing that on a relatively short period, it, it is just absolutely mind boggling, right? But that's not what all of this is about. Some people that are coming to the NFT space for the very first time and they're getting ready to make their purchases and everything, and they're seeing that the price of cryptos, especially Ethereum, everything just absolutely dropped so much that now they're become squirmish, they're become skittish, or maybe they just got into their first project. Maybe they spent the equivalent of $1,000 to get into it and then overnight seeing it drop to $850 and then the following day drop even further is causing them to panic, just want to get out of it. And there's an amazing Warren Buffett quote. So if anyone I'm going to quote as far as the financial markets and what to do in times like this, it should be Warren Buffett, quote unquote, the Oracle of Omaha, the most famous investor of all time. He is famous for saying, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Well, what does that really mean? Well, in times like this, when the markets are going down, these are red days and everything is just in sure panic. People that want liquidity are just selling things for a lot less than it's really worth. So in the case of crypto, someone who really wants their money, their dollars, whatever currency, the fiat currency that they're using in their country, when they see Bitcoin go from, say, 40-something thousand to 39,000, 34,000 in a very short period of time, they sell it and they just take a loss because they're fearful that it's going to go to zero and they're going to lose everything. Or in the case of these NFT projects, okay, they get into it, their money is tied up, and they know it's not a, a liquid asset such as crypto where you can just sell that off really quick and get back into dollar or whatever currency. So they're willing to sell it at a loss, even less than what they paid for it. And once you, and I'm not even talking about the conversion rates between the, the price and the crypto changing, but I'm just going to say, let's say someone purchased something for 0.5 ETH, but just because of sure panic, everything is going down, they're willing to sell it today for 0.3 just to get out of it so that they can get back into a stable coin or into cash or whatever it is, just being very short-sighted. So you can see a lot of things just being dumped at well less than what they are absolutely worth. And this really thinks uh, uh, brings me back to 2008. That is when I really started to analyze financial markets and see what was going on. 
So rewind really quick, giving a broad overview of markets and how psychology and things like that, tying it into Warren Buffett. And then I'm going to bring it right back to this NFT market and crypto and everything. So in 2008, a lot of people don't even realize how close the financial system came to crashing. What happened is the U.S. economy was basically running on home loans. They were giving loans and mortgages to people that could not afford it. And these bankers, they were making all sorts of fees and commissions off of the the initial signing of these loans. So really, they were incentivized to move as many loans as possible because that was what they were getting paid off of in the short term. It didn't really matter if those people could not repay those loans or if they defaulted or anything like that, because you know everyone has that dream, owning their own home, having their quote-unquote wealth that is the biggest purchase that most people are probably uh, make in their life. They have something that they can own and pass on or whatever it is. So it was an easy product to sell. So a lot of people that had no business getting into these mortgages and what have you were signing these adjustable rate mortgages and Generally speaking, the housing market is a slow moving asset class. It doesn't really crash overnight, especially not nationally. They were bundling all of these loans and they were selling them globally all over the place. So people were literally uh, storing their wealth and, and they're buying these loans, not knowing or not really caring that they were just a bunch of junk. They just assumed that everything would keep going up, 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 up. And under the theory that as long as you sell it to the next guy for more than you paid for it, Well, you're good because it doesn't really matter in their minds if it is a junk asset because they think that the next fool is going to be willing to pay more for it. So that was what was happening. And in 2008, it all came crashing down. And this was right when I was coming out of college. So I was watching the economy and everything. And I just remember a lot of people, for example, you know, my parents and their generations, you know, some uh, boomers, they were talking about, oh, these Wall Street guys, like, you know, I hope they lose it all because this is ridiculous. And I was like, I don't think you guys understand. A lot of you guys are near retirement age and everything. Where do you think your pensions are, right? It is all tied up in all of these assets. So if it all goes down, everyone's affected. So in the case of 2008, when everything started to crash, multiple massive companies that really uh, were the bedrock of Wall Street and the institution started going out of business. Things were selling for pennies on the dollar and it was just absolute chaos. People were dumping their stocks and it was a snowball effect. Like if you've ever tried to roll a snowball or try to make a big snow boulder, you know that the first roll, just getting it going is really hard. But once you start the rolling process, especially if you're going downhill, it just accumulates over time. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, Within a very short period of time, accounting firms were going out of business, brokerages were being bought up by banks, all sorts of things were just happening, and people were defaulting on loans, they were selling off properties for half of what they owe for it, and it just kept snowballing, everything just getting really crazy. Granted, this is not a 24-hour period like the crypto markets that we just saw, but really over a about two-year period or so, everything just kept going down and down and down and down, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but really, it all started... When people started to default on those loans and Lehman Brothers crashed, when Lehman Brothers crashed, that was like when the the snowball, that boulder just hit full speed and everything started to come down. All right. So now let's relate this, all of this information to crypto and that Warren Buffett quote and everything. Well, during that time, Warren Buffett uh, was famously buying out with his uh, firm, Berkshire Hathaway. They're buying out all sorts of real estate brokerages and they were getting into real estate. They're buying up uh, trailer parks and lands to develop and all sorts of stuff because as people were just dumping everything, trying to get back into cash, get liquid, 
there were some great deals to be made. And these quote, there's that famous saying that the rich always get richer. It's because when all these people are just unloading and dumping, they had the reserves, they had the ability to just scoop up everything at rock bottom prices. And within a few period, uh, a, f- a short period of time, a few years, all those assets started to climb back up in value, including those banks that were scooping up firms for literally pennies on the dollar. Within a few years, they were the biggest, most profitable financial institutions in the world. So right now, people that have been in the market for a period of time, this is not their first rodeo, such as my good friend who really got me into crypto and everything, uh, or was really selling me on the idea of crypto for the longest time was NFTs that really drew me into crypto, to be fully honest. Because if I had listened to him for years, I would be so far ahead right now. I would have had uh, so much ETH. I would have had so much other things. But I did not personally see the full utility of all the crypto space as, you know, many people until the adoption or the popularity of uh, NFTs. I wouldn't even say popularity because it still really hasn't caught on for the most vast majority of people. But that's really what opened up my eyes as to where all of this stuff can go and really the business applications and everything and really the birth of this show and my journey. So I said, hey, bro, like I definitely did not listen to you all those years ago, but right now I'm seeing everything on sale. When Friday, everything dropped 15% overnight. I'm like, this is like Black Friday. I am scooping up some stuff right now. Luckily, there was a transaction limit as to how much I could actually get in in a 24-hour period because I probably would have spent all of my cash on Friday, not knowing that very well. Saturday, things are going to go down even further. But definitely, I know for a a fact that I I saved, quote unquote, saved a lot on on ETH because it went from 34, 3,500 to uh, 2,800 overnight. And I know I have a mint coming up within the next week or so that I really wanted some ETH for. So transferring some of that over and loading up on some ETH, I was like, okay, great. This is, you know, this is, this is great right now. And I said, for tomorrow, I'm going to go into it even further. I put two thirds of what I was uh, investing into ETH because now I'm willing to play with this NFT space on the Ethereum side as opposed to all the things that I'm looking at at Soul and whatever else. But definitely, I was like, okay, I'm looking at all the NFT-related coins. I'm looking at the price of NFTs. And I just started spreading out what I was willing to uh, invest. I was like, okay, two-thirds are going into ETH right now. The other third, I'm going to spread across Solano and all these different ones that were related to these NFTs. And as I'm seeing people unload different things onto the market, I'm like, wow, these things are on sale right now. People are in a complete panic. So I start to think to myself, I'll say, well, you know what? Let me ask him because I'm really making a lot of these moves right now. Let me consult with someone who really is used to these things. I said, what's going on right now? And he <laughs> he, he said to me, he goes, well, as long as Bitcoin doesn't break 20,000, I'm cool. I'm just chilling. So I said, okay, great. So I'm not the crazy one. I'm looking at this stuff and seeing where it's going. But again, I'm not telling you all of this so that you can replicate it or uh, try to copy it. And after all, uh, you know, the the market has changed slightly since then. But I'm just telling you what I did, my my line of thinking, how I went into this. And if I get burned, I will absolutely let you know. Because after all, this is a daily podcast and you're actually tracking this journey as I'm developing this space, exploring everything and I'm learning and I'm sharing this stuff with you as we're building it and growing together, right? So that's where... I am. That is how I, I looked at some things and how I start to spread out some things. And I'm just complete buying mode. Literally, everything that I had that was uh, just sitting in the bank, anything, that my even my emergency fund, I won't lie. I called my wife and I was like, hey, look, I know I'm supposed to start putting some money over here and everything, but literally the market just hanked overnight. And I want to put it all in crypto right now. 
And most people say, okay, that is absolutely crazy. And to some people, they'll look at the figures and say, oh, that's just pennies. Like, you know, that's nothing. But for me, according to my budget, the way I'm set up, it is a lot percentage of my income. So when I say I squeeze the juice out of everything that I could possibly find to put in right now, it just really shows that I have absolute conviction. I'm ready to go. And I'm looking at all this stuff, not on, let's say, what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen in the next 48 or 72 hours or so. But I'm looking at what's going to happen by, let's say, June. Because really, all the goals and all the numbers that I put on paper, my spreadsheet, my plan, it's to hit them by June. And based on how things moved within the last two days, we can really see that things can change quickly. And I'm willing to sit with it there and just ride out the storm until June. And I know that by the end of the year, I'll be in a much better situation. I won't say no. I'm 99.9999% confident that by the end of the year, I'll be in a much better position than I currently am. And that's why I was willing to just go all in. Now, some people might be listening to say, wow, this is like absolutely gambling. Now, I'll differentiate between gambling, let's say, uh, being down at the uh, table at the casino and just deciding to double up, right? I just lost $100, so this time I'm going to bet $200. I just lost $200, this time I'm going to bet $400. I just bet $400 and so forth. That is not what I'm doing. What I'm literally doing is setting a plan and to the best of my ability, trying to not make my emotions and whatever's going on around me deviate from this plan. Granted, I only had a couple hours to put this plan into effect because the market was moving so quickly. But really, since May, I've been watching this stuff. I've been reading it. I've been in it every single day, hours upon hours. So it's not like I just randomly made this decision and just acted out impulsively as if I'm in a casino. It's basically all that time I invested where I didn't necessarily have the funds to uh, dive into it as much as I would have liked to, you know, sweeping up apes or anything like that. But definitely the funds that I did have that were available to me at that time. And then I was multiplying it by the actual hours that I was willing to spend investing into the space is why it was so quick and easy for me to just basically pull the trigger and do what I had to do yesterday. So that brings me to Saturday. I bought the majority of the ETH on Friday. And of course, we know overnight, it went down even further. Now, the average person would probably say, oh, man, that is absolutely horrible. And trust me, I was saying that because I started to think, you know, I was looking at various NFTs on the market that I said, oh, man, you know, what I would have saved overnight, I could have bought that right now, right? And that's how I'm looking at it. And then that's when the, the emotion starts to kick in, the whole... um FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out on that particular NFT, the great deal and trying to time the bottom and everything. Well, I can definitely tell you no one can time the bottom of the market to see buy at the absolute bottom low price. Same thing with like the housing market back in 2008, whatever, you know, when everything was going down, everyone's trying to say, well, I'm going to buy at the bottom. But this is what I really used. And don't get me wrong, there's still emotions involved. And I was still beating myself up because there was a big slippage from where I bought to actually where it seems to have bottomed out. But if I had bought it, let's say Thursday when it was around three, four, three, five, I would have said, okay, that was a great deal considering where it was a few months ago. So when I bought it, I was like, okay, this is a great deal. So trying to balance that out and not beat up myself from saying, oh, I should have waited 24 hours, but really who could have known that was going to go down that much in another 24 hours? Because, you know, the dip that it took on Friday, I like to say uh, that was Black Friday and then Saturday was Small Business Saturday. Well, who knows what's going to happen on Monday, Cyber Monday, if there's going to be another sale. So it could go down even further. So again, 
I have no idea where this stuff is going to go, but what I'm using to mentally calm myself down, stop beating myself up is saying, okay, great. Even if I had bought it at the 3.5 on Thursday, I would have thought that was a great deal. So why would I not think buying it at 2.829 is a good deal as well? Sure, some people got it for less than I did, but at the end of the day, what was working with my budget, I know exactly how much crypto I actually need to mint the NFTs that I'm going to mint. And I did end up saving a whole bunch of money. And then I was able to scoop up some things at fairly low prices and what have you. I said, you know, it's easy to just kick yourself and beat yourself up. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty happy. And by June, I should be really happy. So when most people might think that, wow, that was so impulsive and I'm just dumping all my money in on an impulse, I really say, no, it really wasn't. Would I advise anyone else to do this? Probably not. Actually, no, I definitely would not. However, I know what my tolerances are as far as risk. I know how I can deal with this stuff. And I've put so much time and energy into researching it that I truly believe that this was the best educated decision for me, myself, my budget, my family, everything sort of lined up. All those factors, my emotion, knowing what my tolerance is for risk, knowing what will happen if everything goes to zero, and all those factors is really what I went into to make this decision. So this exact play that I did is probably not good for you or someone else that's listening to this, but I put all those things into factor, and that's really what led me to do what I did. So going forward, it really actually springboards into my story as to fast-moving markets and what have you, as to what happened to me, how I learned about an NFT sale that I made with a, a much lower amount over on Wax. And that was really the episode that was supposed to be released today. I recorded that and was timed it up to actually come out this morning. However, I said, you know what? If I insert this, release it a little bit later in the day, then tomorrow when I release that episode, it will actually be that much more powerful. So with that said, thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you for listening to all of this. And hopefully you are having a wonderful time during all of this craziness. And regardless, do not kick yourself. Do not beat yourself up. Just learn from it. Do not make risks that you can personally not recover from. And I would love to know, how was your crazy last couple of days? Just shoot me a tweet or whatever it is. And I would love to hear. And as usual, I will catch you in the next one later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.